Hello, everybody, and welcome. It is time for another episode of the Jack Wagon Sports Podcast. We got the boys here. Uh, it's a beautiful Tuesday uh, on the Jack Wagon Sports Network. It's the once weekly, never weekly show, as we like to call it. Uh, we got a lot to get to, so we're just going to dive right in. We're going to throw it to our host, Slate Storm. I don't know about that, but <laughs> our first topic is uh, the NBA playoff update. So we had all of the uh, second round end here, and so now we're getting into the what would it be conference finals, right? Correct. So in the West, we have the Dallas Mavericks who upset Phoenix Suns in dramatic fashion with Luka getting the last laugh, and they're going to play the Golden State Warriors. What do you guys think about them, George? Um. I didn't really ever picture Devin Booker being the kind of player to like talk shit the way he did in this series. Like, especially last year, he was like that really hungry, like, hey, we're just going to keep our head down. You know, we're going to keep working and get better. And then it was almost like it, it was, I don't, I don't know about the first series, but it almost seemed like this series, like, fuck it, I'm the bad guy now. And just like acting like a dick to Luke. And it's like, what, what is going on? And that was so weird. And I think, I mean, obviously it didn't work out for him in the end. So it'll be interesting, but. I know we briefly touched on it last week, but like there's a rivalry there now. And like those are the two players where I would have never thought there would be like any beef between them. I would have thought they would be like, oh, they're they're great friends. I mean, probably not best friends, but at least cordial to each other on and off the court. So it was really weird to see that. And it was, I don't know, I, I kind of feel like it almost threw the the Suns off or maybe even Devin Booker off because he was trying to be the kind of player that he's really not, you know, like the, the mental head game player. And it kind of took away from his on-the-court ability maybe a little bit. Uh, I mean, especially in Game 7, the entire – I mean, it was – the Suns as a whole, but Booker especially was was really horrible, uh, and that led to them getting blown out. So, I don't know. I, I think him trying to do a little bit of mind games just didn't work out, and it'll be interesting to see if he tries to continue that. Nick, what do you think about the uh, Dallas Suns series, and then what do you think about them – Moving on to play Golden State. Yeah, so like we talked about um, the rivalry brewing, I agree with George. I didn't really see. Um, Luca kind of has that edge to him, so I figured that he would pick it up with somebody. I didn't really think that Booker would be that guy. Um, the sun shit the bed, plain and simple. <laughs> I looked, I think it was three minutes left in the third quarter, and Booker was their highest scorer with, I think, nine points at that time. He ended yeah. the third period, or ended the third quarter. Um <clears throat> with 11 and then finish the game with 11 i think so definitely um like george said trash talk and get into them uh as far as the upcoming series goes uh golden state's golden state we talk about it every time we mention them i don't know dallas is gonna put up a fight or at least at the very least luca is gonna put up a fight um yeah i don't really see this one going too far but none at the same time you know we've seen golden state lose to the Grizzlies by 35 or whatever it was um, without John Morant in a series clinching uh, game. So I, I think if I had to guess, I'm going to say this probably goes five, maybe six if, if Dallas pulls one out. Um, but, you know, Golden State, uh, Curry's been on the floor more. Um, I, I think, oddly enough, Clay has kind of been the one lacking as far as the stars that you expect. And it's not that he's played bad. But when you think of Curry and Clay in the playoffs, um, Clay definitely hasn't been up to that level like we're used to seeing um, consistently. So maybe Jordan Poole um, picks up a little bit, but 
nonetheless, uh, I, I think it'll at least be an entertaining series to watch. Uh, but I, I got I'm going to take Golden State. I, I didn't get my pick. Uh, I'm taking Golden State in six. Um, I, I think I, I think Golden State got a little bit of a wake up call, especially you know playing Memphis when Ja went out and they lost by like 30 points or whatever. Um, and they came back in game six and they they kind of handled their business. Um, so I think it was kind of a wake up call. I was like, hey, we can't take any nights off, even if the star player's out. Um, I think Dallas is going to play really well, uh, but there's, I mean, there's only so much Luca can do. Um, him and Brunson are did a really great job of carrying that team through this past series. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's going to be really hard for them to compete with, you know, Clay, Steph, and Draymond. I mean, Draymond's not playing great, but he is one of those players. Like his his A game is the mental game. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see him and I think him and Luca are going to be the ones going out at this series. So that'll be interesting to watch. Um, but overall, I, th- I think just the experience of Golden State is going to take over in this series and, and be the reason that they win it in six. Yeah, I think that there – it seems as if there's a lot of tension between Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson to see who's like that number two guy on their roster right now. I think that everyone kind of looks at it and thinks that Clay Thompson, you know, but as Clay Thompson's been coming back from his injury, because he has been off for two years now basically – um. Jordan Poole's been putting up, I think he's averaging like 21 points a game, which is crazy for someone that um, you wouldn't think would be to the same caliber as Clay Thompson just at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that if it makes it to six games, Clay has an, a ridiculous stat line when it comes to game sixes. So I, I think it, like George had said, uh, Luca could have a crazy game, but I mean, if he puts up 47 points or even 37 points or whatever the deal is, it just takes two of the three out of uh, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, or Clay Thompson hitting two, three threes, two or three threes each to to really start patting the uh, scoreboard there for their for their team. Um, I think when it comes to the next game in uh, the Miami Heat versus Boston Celtics, I think somehow Jimmy Butler has just been ridiculous in the playoffs when it comes to he plays with like an edge where he's like you picked this guy over me, which they showed with Tobias Harris in the 76ers game. So I think that the Heat are going to win that side. What do you think there in that series, Nick? Yeah, um, I I got to stick with my guns here. Uh, I think Boston's going to pull this one away, but this is a very interesting series. Um, the Heat, ever since the playoffs have started, have played way above where everybody thought they were going to. Um, now, obviously, Joel Embiid getting or getting injured and missing the first three games, four games, whatever it was, um, or playing in the first and getting injured, whatever. I forget exactly what the situation was, but nonetheless, um, Miami's played well, uh, especially Jimmy Butler. Um, and Miami's secret is their supporting cast. When their supporting cast is gone, um, like Tyler Hero especially, that team is hard to beat. But on the flip side, like I've talked about previously, Boston's defense has been outstanding. Um, you know, they controlled Giannis uh, about as much as you can ask to control Giannis um, in that series, and obviously that's why they came out on top. Uh, but the big defensive question mark for me is going to be Miami. If Miami can slow down Tatum um, like like Milwaukee did, this is going to be a really long series for Boston, but like I said, uh, I got to stick with my guns here and stick with Boston. What do you think, George? Uh, I'm going to go with Boston as well. 
Uh, I think this goes the full seven games. I think this is going to be almost like a throwback to when uh, LeBron and his Heat went up against the the Celtics right at the end of their dynasty run, uh, you know, right before KG and and Paul Pierce and all them left. Um, So I think this is going to be a great series. Uh, I'm actually really excited to watch this. Um, But I think overall, I think Boston is just a little bit more of a complete team. I think Tatum right at the end of that series finally started to you know catch his groove a little bit and show why he is considered one of the best players. I mean, I think the whole first series and then like the first three, four games of the Buck series, he was absent. Like you, you could replace him with a bench guy and I, you would get the same results. It almost seemed like, um, but I think he's finally finding his footing and in stepping up to that player he can be. Um, and anytime that happens, it's, it's a dangerous Boston team. Um, but all around, I just see Boston as a little bit more complete team. Uh, and so that's why I'm going to take them. Like I said, the, it's going the full seven. Um, it, it's going to go back to Boston in a game seven. And that's that's going to be a crazy game to watch. Uh, Celtics at home, especially in the playoffs. Uh, that crowd on Sunday, I believe it was Sunday, uh, was insane. Um, definitely an environment I want to go see one day. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to take the Celtics in seven with that. I like it. I like it. You guys are I'm going to go with six. I'm going to say Jimmy Butler gets it done in Miami. Ooh. Um, I will say I, I would like I still consider myself like lately a Celtics fan. Like I said, I haven't really watched the NBA in years. Uh, but when I first got into it, that's what I picked, uh, you know, watching them go back and forth with the Lakers all these years. So I would like I'm a little bit biased towards the Celtics, but I wouldn't be upset seeing Butler make it back to the finals. Uh, I feel like he didn't really get a fair shot in, in the bubble finals. Uh, it was literally just him and Tyler Hero trying to carry that team. And uh, the, him and his coffee company. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the stats of Butler's time on the court during that series, uh, you could, he, he will that team as far as they would go. Um, so he has a little bit better supporting cast around him now. And I mean, I would, I wouldn't be upset. Like I said, I think it's just going to be a great series all around and a lot of fun to watch. Uh, it's not like, you know, back in the day when we got tired of seeing Golden State and the Cavs go to every finals and we're like, somebody else, please, for the love of God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, lastly, in the NBA, NBA side, what do you guys think of Giannis's, uh, or yeah, Giannis's record series that he had against the Celtics? I mean, I know that it was a, uh, a tough fought series for him, but he had a crazy stat line. George, what do you think? Uh, just absurd numbers. Uh, I think he was the first person to score 200 points, have 100 rebounds, and like or whatever the exact numbers were. Um, just absurd. Uh, the fact that, like, if you think back to like all those LeBron teams where LeBron literally carried them, you know, to finals and all that other stuff through seven game series. Um, and it, again, not a slight on him or anything, but. And then Giannis comes along and, and just puts up those slash lines um, with a good team around him. It wasn't just Giannis or Giannis. You got me saying Giannis. Like, with Giannis out there, um, like it, it wasn't just him. Like he, he has a great team around him. Granted, yeah, they could have stepped up a little bit more at times in the, in the, in the series. But uh, the way he just took over the whole series uh, and was willing them as far as they would go was uh, something crazy to see. Uh, and, I, I honestly put him as my new number one in, in the NBA currently. I mean, he was right there before. I mean, he's former MVP and all that stuff, but uh, just that Who was your number one before that? 
I honestly probably would have said either Steph or I mean LeBron. So if LeBron's healthy, he is without a doubt one of the best players in the world. Um, I would say KD is up there too, but I mean the way he played this year, it's I I would honestly take him down like fifth. Uh, but right now, Giannis is my number one player in the world uh, for basketball. All right, all right. What about you, Nick? What do you think of the stat line? Yeah, so to build on um, a little bit of what we said last week, uh, I believe that I had said that Giannis is going to be the new LeBron. And when you think about, like George said, LeBron and those series, even when he had, like, people always mention, oh, he had Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. Let's be honest. Them motherfuckers didn't do shit. But uh, Kyrie um, did. Kyrie did. Kyrie well, once he did. left, when, yeah, when Kyrie yeah. left, he was because Kyrie fed him the ball a lot. Those two would feed each other, and that's why that team was so great. Once he left, yeah. it was literally just LeBron. As far as in the playoffs, he was injured the one year, and he did. I, I'm pretty sure that was the year he did end up hitting that um, shot with Steph in his face. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I can't say Kyrie did zero, but let's be honest, pretty much ever since Kyrie had that hype with that team, he hasn't really been the same player since. Like, he's got right. great handles. He's still got a smooth shot. But, um, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. my point here is, like, when you have a player go out, like when LeBron started – uh, I believe he had started the series against Golden State without Kevin Love and Kyrie, and then they both had come back, or maybe it was the series before. But nonetheless, the great players know when they um, don't have, especially if it's you know kind of their sidekick, that person that they're used to having beside them, like Giannis uh, and Chris Middleton. He didn't have Chris Middleton in these playoffs. The great players know how to step up, how to take over the game, and how to do what they need to do. Um, you know, there's plenty of players in the NBA that have the talent to take over a game, but it's the mental strength and the confidence in yourself to be able to say, I don't care, I'm taking the shot. Um, and Giannis, obviously, uh, you know, by these numbers, proved that not only is he capable of doing it, but he's fully willing to do it whenever his team needs to. Um, and again, uh, I'm going to reiterate, when when LeBron, I, I at this point I agree with George. I would put Giannis as the best player in the NBA, um, as far as you know what he can currently do. Uh, but once LeBron is gone, it will be official. There will be no debate. He will 100% be the best player in the NBA um, on all aspects. Like you know, LeBron obviously, like George said, as he's you know when he's healthy, he's still one of the best in the league. I'd say top three on any given night that he's healthy. He doesn't always, you know, put up the 50-point games, which he still did do a couple times this season. But um, his supporting cast and coaching was shit this year. But nonetheless, Giannis doesn't care. Giannis does not give a shit about who's on the court with him, you know, who's coaching. Obviously, he has a lot of respect for his teammates and his coach, but he will do what needs to be done. And that says a lot about, you know, where he came from when he first got into the league. Yeah, I think that just to touch on what you guys had said real quick, um, I think Giannis and LeBron are actually in like two different kind of categories. I think when it comes to like just being a player, I think Giannis is definitely the best in the league. I think that somehow LeBron has shifted himself ever since he was like the Golden State versus Cleveland years, basically. He shifted himself to somehow being like one of the best players on the court. Also off the court, he's able to like, do the business side of things, construct teams, different things like that. Stuff that we haven't really seen anyone else do. I mean, um, I, I think that he's definitely pushed himself into a category that we haven't really seen um, someone excel at in all parts of that he's been able to do. Like, I think that he would 
at some point be great to come back and be a GM for a team and create rosters like while his kid's playing, basically. Um, but moving on to the NHL playoff update that we have next, we had our picks, I think it was two weeks ago, before, like, I think it was two games into the se- each series. Yeah, I and, think they just finished game one. They were starting yeah. game two. Yeah, as we were recording. Yeah. Um, so Nick had gone five and three. George and I had gone six and two in that round. We're back again to do our picks and see who can get their ass beat this round. <laughs> uh, who did you guys think the biggest round surprise was before we get into our picks? Nick. Biggest round surprise. Uh, I, I'd say I didn't feel this way at the end of the series, but compared to my views at the beginning of the series to the end, um, I'd have to say Calgary and Dallas. I knew that it was going to be you know more low scoring, not necessarily getting in the five, six, seven goal range for either team. Um, but that is Dallas put up a hell of a fight, and that was a team that you know was struggling to even make it into the playoffs, let alone. Um, compete with arguably one of the or at least what was seen as one of the better teams uh, in the NHL going into the playoffs so again from beginning of the series before any games were played to the end I'd, I'd have to say Dallas Calgary what about you George yeah I, I would easily put Dallas up there with you know one of my biggest surprises uh Jake Oninger just absolutely like we knew he was good coming into the playoffs uh he took it to a whole nother level uh, I think almost 70 saves in, in that game seven. Um, he refused to die. And watching Calgary score that goal uh, to, to win the series reminded me exactly of the 2011 uh, Stanley Cup when Patrick Kane made the same exact shot to win, to win the Cup. Um, and so that was, that was really cool to see. Um, but Calgary definitely deserves it. Um, they could have played a lot better at times throughout the series. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they can readjust going forward. Um, but for my actual surprise, I'm going to take uh, Washington. Um, they came in. They were playing one of the best teams in the league. Uh, you know, the President's Cup winners, uh, Florida had turned it on the last three, two or three weeks there. Uh, and really, you know, they went flying right past Colorado in the standings. Um, I don't think anybody gave them a shot coming in. I think everybody thought that that series was going to go exactly how the Avs Predator series went. Uh, but Washington refused to quit. Um, great offensive showing. Uh, game one, they shut down uh, Florida's you know, neutral zone offense, which is really you know their the biggest proponent. Um, but you know Florida is able to figure out a way to get around that. They win the series in six games. Um, but nonetheless, that, that was a great series. Uh, and I, I think, although it sucks, you know, getting knocked down in six, I think the way they were able to fight and get that game or get that series of six. They easily could have won game five. They're up three, nothing. And, you know, Florida just, just comes back. And I, and I said it last week, I think that was the nail in the coffin. You know, they went into game six. I think Florida was just kind of in their heads a little bit at that point. Um, but for a team that was expected to get swept, to, to send it to six games was, I think, one of the, one of the best efforts of the, the first round. George, we'll get into your picks here first. What do you think for the uh, round of four here? Uh. So in the first matchup, we got Colorado versus St. Louis. Um, I don't see St. Louis getting swept, uh, but I still see Colorado winning it. Um, again, I think it's going to be a great series. I think a lot of people are, you know, dogging St. Louis just because of how well Colorado's played so far. Um, but 
St. Louis is built for the playoffs. I think they're going to be a much tougher test, and they're going to expose Colorado in a couple games here. Um, so I have Colorado in six games. Uh, the Edmonton-Calgary series, uh, I'm taking Calgary in seven. Uh, I think it's going to be a great back-and-forth series. Both teams have you know major issues. Um, I don't see either one. of I, Whoever wins this series, I, I see losing in the conference finals. Um, but I think it's going to be a great back and forth series. You know, the battle of Alberta, uh, you know, all the city councilmen are already talking crap online and stuff and they have their, their wagers and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I have this going the full seven games. Uh, it's going to be insane to watch these two fan bases, uh, who have really missed playoff hockey for so long, uh, you know, get to experience this. And, um, I'm going to take Calgary in seven. Just my biggest issue with Edmonton is their goaltending. Uh, if it was better, I would take them. Uh, but I think overall Calgary just has a, a roster advantage over Edmonton. Um, Carolina, New York. Uh, I think this, again, goes full seven games. Uh, New York showed a tremendous amount of fight in that first round, uh, down 3-1 in the series. All three games, that, you know, to end the series, they were down, you know, 2-0, two, 2-0, two nothing, two nothing, and then 3-2. Uh, they come back and win all those games. Um, there's just no quit there. Uh, Carolina is a really good team, but I think they just play too sloppy at times. Uh, and New York is the kind of team to take advantage of that. With that being said, though, I think, I think it goes exactly like the Boston series for them, you know, where they let a lot of games they should have won get, get away from them. Uh, but overall, I think they're able to pull it out and win it in seven. Uh, and for Florida, Tampa Bay, again, great series. Tampa Bay, another team that showed absolutely no quit um, and came back to win that series. Uh, I just think Florida is a little bit better than them again. Uh, but I have that going seven games. I'm going to take Florida in seven games. Nick, what do you think about your your picks here? Yeah, so I actually just changed while we were sitting there talking because I was kind of iffy about it. Um, so <laughs> up first, we got uh, Colorado, St. Louis. Uh, I'm taking Colorado in six, uh, just like George. You know, again, no knock on St. Louis. But if Colo- if Colorado plays – the way they played against Nashville. Now I get Nashville and St. Louis are on two different levels here, but um, you know Nashville was a team that re- that I thought you know might put up a game or two fight against them. Um, but you know Colorado is Colorado. They've been arguably the best team in the league. Um, you know have their ups and downs, but it's hockey. Everybody does. Um, I, I, but if they play like they did against Nashville, I think this could go in five. Uh, but I'm calling six just because. Out of six games, you got to have at least one bad night. <laughs> um, so, uh, up next, the Edmonton Calgary games. Uh, I'm taking Calgary in six. George said seven. I'm taking six. Uh, I again, you know, no knock on Edmonton at all here, um, but another team that you know was fighting for their playoff spot. I think Calgary uh, might have learned a little bit here from from their Dallas series. Uh, you know. I think they might have taken them a little lightly, kind of bit them in the butt, but I, I think they're going to close it out in six. Uh, this is the games or the series that I just changed, the Carolina versus New York Rangers. I'm going with the Rangers in seven. Um, I had Carolina because I think that Carolina is a slightly better team and with New York uh, exerting a lot of energy, you know, to come back and win against Pittsburgh. But I picked New York as my dark horse team. Uh, in, back when we were doing just the hockey podcast. And they kind of showed exactly why. 
I picked them as that dark horse team. They don't quit. They don't give up. Um, at home, New York is just ridiculous. You know, so obviously it gives them a huge advantage there. But Carolina has their sloppy moments. And it's kind of a shame because they, they are a very talented team. Uh, but in those sloppy moments, that's what New York likes to take advantage of. Um, like you watch the Pittsburgh game, just say game seven. Um, Pittsburgh would go down the ice and, oh, a shot goes off the post. And you think, oh, well, they might have a chance here. And next thing you know, New York's down at the other end with the puck in the net. Um, you know, so New York likes to take advantage of that. New York is a, isn't necessarily one of the most talented teams in, the, in these playoffs. Um, obviously, they're good. Uh, they have talent on the team. But, you know, they're not up there with Colorado, Carolina. But they take advantage of that sloppiness, and they don't play sloppy hockey very often. So I, I think in a seven-game series, that's going to come back to bite Carolina in the ass. And last but not least, Florida versus Tampa Bay. I also have Florida in seven as well. This is going to be a, a series where it's going to be exciting. Uh, Florida has been that team all year, especially late in the year and obviously in the playoffs, um, you know, they might be down, but you can never count them out because they can put goals together real quick. Um, and I think in some games, they are going to do that very early and get the early lead. And then in other games, I think they're going to have to come back. Um, but nonetheless, this is going to be a great series, great four series. Yeah, so uh, I think that just touch on the biggest round surprise for me. I would you say his name is Ottinger or whatever the stars yeah, yeah, goalie. Yeah. I mean, I was texting you guys about it or what. I was just watching it while I was trying to go to bed, and he, this dude is just saving every. I mean, I had watched all the Penguins games this series, two of the Avalanche game. Uh, I watched, I watched one of the other Stars Flames game also, but uh, it this dude everything that he was. That he was deflecting or or catching in his mitt uh, were things that would have probably been goals in any of the other games that I watched. Like it was just crazy because like he's he's like catching like top of the uh, like something that was like almost gonna hit the uh, the crossbar, but they're like showing the video after and they're like he just barely got it. Like just crazy. Um, I guess what it would be like a uh, reactions to everything. Yeah, especially because his guys were like in his face <laughs> the entire time. Yeah, that was a break. Like, and I, I said this the night before the trade deadline. They needed, like, if they were going to be buyers, they needed to get defense. Um, because that that was their biggest issue was you know their defense, and that's what ultimately cost them in the series. Because like you said, his own defense was screening him, and the, the fact mm -hmm. he's able to still make those saves. Um, yeah, just absurd to watch him and the this. one on guy the one guy on their team he kept doing the drop to the ground thing like i do in the video game so i like <laughs> that guy too but uh <laughs> um to my picks uh i have the avalanche i think they get it done in five i don't i don't think okay. they sweep them like you guys but i think that they get it done in five. Oh, whoa, whoa. Um, we did not say sweep we said six no 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 no, no, no. i you said that oh, you didn't oh, see okay. them sweeping okay. them okay yeah yeah i was going happy medium between the sweep and the six um yeah. fair enough I think that the Oilers are going to surprise the Flames. I think that uh, I'll go six with that one. Go them in six. These are written in the way, so like the team that's on the right is the the home team for Game Seven, right? Well, no. So Colorado would be. Uh, yeah, I messed that up. Uh, 
No, no, that's okay. I just didn't know for the Rangers game. Is the Rangers or Carolina going to be home? Uh, Carolina will be home for game seven. Um, I'm going to pick the Rangers in six. I think George is Penguins lost. Now his home team's going <laughs> to. Hey, have you, checked this way, bro. have you checked you... ticket prices on that yet? No, I haven't. I've been, I've been too scared to look. Yeah. You um, at least have the argument, like, if New York does go on to win, say they go on to win the Stanley Cup, you're like, yeah, well, we lost to the eventual Stanley Cup. True, so, true, true, true. No, I don't want um, to say that. <laughs> and then I'm going to go opposite you guys. I'm going to say the Lightning win seven uh, in that final one there. Um, are they home for game seven, or would it be the Panthers? It would be the Panthers. Yeah, okay. Panthers would be home. All right, all right. So I have the Lightning winning in seven there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I am really excited to watch this round because it'll be a lot easier with there only being four games. So I'm assuming that they'll play two on one night, two on the next, and they'll just keep rotating. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it starts tonight actually. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was gonna say I think the Florida game was on. Yeah, um, I I think it's okay. it's Florida and Colorado are playing tonight. Yeah, uh, one of those two was on current on when I looked. Dang, let me look here quick. So, so the if, Panthers are winning one nothing at the end of the first okay, right so now. So if and it then the goes, Avalanche and Blues play tonight at nine thirty. If it goes to Game Seven in Carolina, as of right now, Game Seven tickets are one hundred sixty eight dollars. That's not bad game, for game seven. No, game five tickets. So it's if it's in Carolina, it's $125. If it's in New York, it's $350. It's the, yeah, cheapest, the cheapest ticket. Um, yeah. So well, I could go to game five, actually, because I'll be home from the honeymoon and it's on Thursday. I don't work Thursday. So if it goes to game five, I, 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 might, I might have to go check it out. There you go. There you go. But, so I, I'm already. Papers in the mail. <laughs> they're sitting in op- opposite aisles on the plane yeah <laughs> um moving into a different um realm of topics here uh our next topic is nestor cortez had his old tweets exposed um we've seen lots of athletes and celebrities have this happen over the past three four years here um is it in your opinion the tweeter's fault or do people need to just stop going through old tweets? What is your take on that, Nick? But yeah, I'm going to keep this one simple. Stop going through old tweets. Like, my prime example is my Facebook memories on a post I made in 2012 that makes absolutely zero sense. Like, I had no business posting this shit on the internet. And I read it, and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Now, granted, I was... 14 I, I don't know something like that somewhere around there yeah 14 um you know so de- depending on when these tweets are from like it's a little bit different but nonetheless like the internet is supposed to be a fun place and everybody takes it so goddamn seriously and I, I can tell you that like if somebody ever goes through our old shit like you might as well just we might as well cancel the podcast I mean, I wouldn't just come out and say that. <laughs> like, well, I'm just like tomorrow morning we're getting it. It's the internet, dude. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, you yeah, share yeah. memes nowadays. Like, anybody I, could be canceled for anything. Group and... text would be worse. Worst. Oh my god. Yeah, everybody knows the group text. Lobby, <laughs> Xbox or PlayStation lobby right, chats. Right. Oh my god. Canceled. Um, but yeah, it's just like you can go find dirt on anybody from their social medias. It's not that hard. So just stop looking for the shit. Like, it, it, it's just dumb. That's my opinion. What do you think, George? So I, I, I kind of go both ways on it. I mean, for the main part, I'm, I agree with Nick. 
there, there's no need. And I guarantee you, nine out of the ten people going back and digging up this shit are the same people who, like I just said, are in these Xbox lobbies or in the PlayStation lobbies using racial slurs and all this other stuff. And I'm sure if we went through the because it's it's nobody people who are doing that who's like Nestor Cortez is a Yankee player. I guarantee it's probably a Red Sox fan or, or something like that. Like, oh, let's go see if we can find anything. Um, but because there are nobody, nobody goes to their tweets. I guarantee if you did, you'd probably see some stuff that they don't want to come out either. Oh, yeah. Um, but at the same time, like how many people does this need to happen to for athletes and celebrities to be like, okay, let me go sit with my agent or with my manager for a day and let's just go through everything. And if there's anything that needs to be deleted, delete it. It's, it's like, going to get to the point where like the fans drive or the fans get pissed off because these celebrities and, you know, professional sports athletes and all that shit just get rid of social media. Right. Yeah. Like I'm absolutely. not, I'm not risking my career yeah. you know, for this dumb shit. Yeah. But I mean, I like, so that's what, like, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about it. Cause I was like, okay, you know, maybe, Hey, let's take five minutes, scroll through Twitter and go delete those things. Cause like, I agree. Like you're not like, when I see my Facebook memories, I hit, for the longest time, I couldn't spell simple words right. And now I, I <laughs> still pop. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was worse back then, at least. I, I couldn't spell football right. Um, but it's like, I see that stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. And like, Facebook, we at least have memories and stuff. But Twitter, like, they don't have that feature. So, like, yeah. Yeah, stop, go di- stop going back and digging that shit up. But at the same time, sit down with your agent, your manager, or have somebody do it for you and go through. I, I would, yeah. would want to be there because, you know. Unless you really trust that person, they might just go back, see those old tweets, and then expose you. Uh, yeah. But you have like yeah. go go sit down for a day and just find all that old stuff. If it's okay, hey, keep it. You know, if if you said something really stupid or quirky, as long as it's like not offensive, right? Like let let people know who the real you are. But if you see stuff, just just go back and delete it. Like that's. That's my biggest. Or at thing. the very least, like delete the old profile, start a new one. Get yeah. Like as, as soon as you realize, okay, hey, I might get drafted, or I might let's yeah. just make an all new Twitter, and you know, like go from there. But yeah. And to the to the same side as that, like if you know that there's a possibility that you're going to be drafted, or you're like a top high school recruit, and you're still putting out these dumb tweets, then by all means, it's your fault. Like, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> but if we're talking like 15 years ago when you were. 15 16 17 years old just tweeting out dumb shit like yeah just stop yeah what about you Slade? yeah i think that it's it's a weird situation because i mean what did the guy what did the guy say i see that it says racial slur i, I didn't so he, he was most of it was just he was just quoting rap lyrics like i mean i i used to do the same thing all the time like you just copy and paste music lyrics from google i'm assuming and, he yeah. said like the n-word or something but yeah i i, I believe there was a few few of those that just like came through and stuff like that it wasn't like he was tweeting it out in like a demeaning manner he wasn't saying like oh i hate african-americans or anything like that he was just copying copy and pasting somebody's rap gonna lyrics. clip back one of these days <laughs> yeah that's that's poor um <laughs> but taken out no, so so I, I think that, I have a very, very careful shirt yeah. to make sure I said African-Americans. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that uh, people should realize that, like, I mean, a lot of these people knew when they were 15 or 14, like if that's what the age thing that we're saying that people are just tweeting dumb stuff out. A lot of these people that are come on to be athletes, they knew that there was a, a large chance of them becoming someone that was going to be in the national spotlight. So, I mean, they should have been deleting that stuff. We're not saying it to begin with at the very beginning. If it's just like the song lyrics and stuff like that, that's that's kind of 
different because I mean he's just singing the song or whatever, but if like it wasn't a demeaning way or something like that, it's like, yeah, then it, the Yankees should drop him if he was saying like, Oh, I was on the subway and this this person did this or whatever, you know, and, and said like the demeaning word or and but yeah, like he's not Kyle Larson calling somebody the N word on I Right, right. I, I think that he's a great NASCAR driver and everything, but I think that his his so called sentence for his or his punishment was probably not as bad as what it should have been, seeing as though that he did he said this on national television basically. I mean it was it was a live stream yeah. and everything. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I I think that people just shouldn't tweet that crap out. I mean you can go off on someone. I mean, the the tweets that come up that Giannis has said, it's like, oh, I'm going to try Dairy Queen for the first time. And then the next thing is like, oh, my God, I love America. <laughs> like, yeah. his is like random stuff like that. So I think that if people just kind of like had stuff resurfacing like that, like corny stuff, it'd be a lot better than this this guy. I mean, what's going to happen to him? Is he like suspended right now until they review things or what? what – what was the punishment so far? Or no, are they just uh, still reviewing things? I don't think he was punished at all. He deactivated his Twitter. Uh, he said he was going to go and, you know, just take some time off from Twitter and go through Social and clean everything friends. up. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's in any kind of trouble. Because I think, I mean, I'm sure somebody is probably reviewing it. Just be like, hey, you know, we're just making sure. But I think they kind of understood, like, right away. Like, as soon as everything was exposed, it was, like I said, it was mostly just, like, music lyrics and stuff like that. So I think they kind of just understood that. And he'll probably have to do like a sensitivity training or something like that. I don't think he's in any like suspension kind of trouble. Uh, but there's yeah, so I, many different races in the sports yeah. and stuff like that too, that if someone was like racist towards one specific race, like they, it wouldn't even take them being suspended. Their, their fucking teammates wouldn't want them on the team yeah. anymore. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter how good they I are. Mean, he could be yeah. the best pitcher in the world. They're like, yeah, get the fuck out. Like, yeah. And, and yeah, all of his teammates have basically, I mean, I don't know if all of them have, but a majority of his teammates were like, listen, we understand, like, he is not like that at all. Like, he's one of the, the coolest guys on the Yankees right now. Um, he's His teammates love him. So, it, yeah. Those tweets don't represent the person right. that they know. Right. And, I mean, his teammates understand that. I feel like a lot of people around the league understand that. Um, so, like, it seems I, like I, it's a very different situation yeah. from the Kyle Larson oh, yeah, situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, talking about Kyle Larson. Um, moving into our next topic, uh, we had an NASCAR race at Kansas this past weekend. Um, the Jordan brand car dry, driven by uh, Kurt Busch won. Um, it's their second official win, but in my thoughts, it's their first win because the other one was a rain delay, as George reminded me. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think on the Kansas race? What did you think about Kansas, George? I thought it was a great race. Uh, so far, all but two or three races with this next gen car, I think have been, you know, knocked out of the park home runs. Um, granted, I, I understand racing doesn't always mean passing as, as Tony Stewart famously said, they're not, they're not the same. They're two different, you know, words essentially. Um, Good job. But I know it <laughs> took my brain a minute to think of words, um, but I I'm really happy with the product so far. Uh, I wish I was going to the Coke Center because that that race last year sucked. Kyle Larson led all but like five laps, and it was just boring as hell. Um, but I'd really love to go this year because I think it's going to be an amazing race. I might have to see if I can swing over and check out the truck race or something. Um, but I, yeah, overall the race was amazing. I mean, a lot of 
the battle for the lead there at the end with Bush running down Larson. Um, and, you know, Larson did get into the wall, but it wasn't like Bush punted him off or anything. Like, they, they raced clean. They raced hard. Uh, and Bush was catching him. Sooner or later, he was passing him, and he made it stick. Larson got into the wall, obviously, and started to fall back. But um, really happy for Kurt Bush. I mean, for the longest time there, he was probably one of the most hated. He was up there with his brothers, one of the most hated guys in, in the sport. Um, but everywhere he goes, and this is why Denny Hamlin brought him in, and he said it when he did. Kurt Bush is a winner, and we know he can go out there and get his wins. And he's run really good at times this year, and he struggled a few times. Um, but he definitely deserves it. Uh, that car was sick as hell looking. Um, but really happy for him. Too. Yeah. Um, really, really happy for him. And, you know, to see 20, 23, and 11 kind of growing into their own. They've competed at times. And even Bubba Wallace, uh, he had a solid day. You know, not the greatest day, but um, – he had, I think he led the, the field in, you know, green flag passes. Um, so that, that team is definitely coming on strong. I feel like they're just like a, a step behind track house almost. Um, but either way, it, it's great to see outside teams from the big three, big four. You know, if, if you want to consider Childress, you know, part of that big four still. Um, you know, getting up there and competing with NASCAR, this, this was a huge reason behind going to this next-gen car and making it more affordable and all this other stuff. So we had a little bit more parity. You know, we could have teams like this come in and compete. It wasn't Hendrick going out winning every race or it wasn't Stuart Haas or, you know, whatever. Um, so, so far, really impressed with the overall product from NASCAR. And I, I think Kansas is just another staple uh, and, and another, you know, reason that this next-gen car is working. Nick, what do you think about this race at Kansas? Yeah, so um... – I was in the middle of having a baby shower, so I didn't get to watch like any of the race. But did you I get anything thinking, good? Oh yeah, got some good stuff. Did you, did you see my mom there? I didn't. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> did you hear about that? No. Your dad was supposed to go pick her up, and he forgot. She, <laughs> she had a the gift and everything. Is, I knew. Yeah, I was gonna say the funny thing is we'll get, get this over with, with real quick. <laughs> Jade was like looking at her registry and what people bought, and she's like, "George's mom bought stuff, but I never received it." And I was like, yeah. I think she, she was supposed to be there. And she yeah, was like, she yeah, called Hannah. And Hannah's like, because she was like, she didn't know if maybe my mom actually sent it to us or something with all the wedding stuff. And we were like, no, we didn't get it. And then I guess Tater was in the background. He goes, oh, no. And Jay's like, what? And he goes, I was, I was supposed to go pick her up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, back to the race. Um, I was <laughs> keeping, keeping track of updates, um, even though I should have been keeping track of the fantasy team. But nonetheless, uh, I did go back and watch some highlights after the end of the race was fantastic. Um, we've, like George said, we've almost said this week after week, uh, this is the kind of racing that we wanted to see in NASCAR. Uh, this is what NASCAR wanted with this next gen car. Hopefully, they can keep it up. I think they will. Um, it's starting to get very exciting as more people, you know, as some of the people that aren't necessarily used to running as good as they get even more used to the car it just seems to become more and more competitive um <laughs> george is dying i just whacked the shit on my elbow it hurts <laughs> is it real funny anyway yeah. Sorry. back to the race didn't, didn't mean to cut you off there <laughs> no you're good i just looked back i thought maybe you, like smelled a fart or something and i was like <laughs> what the hell's going on here but um as far as kurt burst winning he is Likeable, especially nowadays, than his brother. Um, I wish I could say I was happy for him, but the only good Bush 
is a good there's a bush light so fuck <laughs> um i think in terms of the race kurt bush he, he ran a great race and it was kind of funny because they were like the most pictured car the most like talked about person all weekend and for him to end up winning in that car is just crazy i mean it, it sucks for bubba as the teammate in that 2311 team that i guess uh they put tires on at that last pit stop and or two pit stops before the end and uh they like revved up the uh the lug nut gun before actually placing it on the lug nut which it over tightened the lug nut and the team assumed that there was going to be enough heat produced during that run that it would have loosened it up for them to get it off and they couldn't i don't know if you guys saw but it was like 10 minutes he was on pit road they had saws all circular circular saws uh, out no, i thought that was eric jones. i didn't realize that was him oh no no you're right you're right sorry that was eric jones okay. my bad my bad i'm all over the place i was thinking 43 that's who he used to drive. yeah yeah <laughs> um but anyway bubba jones had problems on on pit road also throughout the day because bubba jones, bubba jones. Jesus, i'm having a stroke i'm having a stroke Bubba Wallace, <laughs> he had problems because at the end of the race, when they interviewed Denny Hamlin then, Denny Hamlin said that he was so proud of Kurt Busch and that he knew that this was going to happen, that that's why mm-hmm. they had brought him there. Kurt Busch had even said, we did it. It wasn't like a, a him thing or his team yeah. thing, you know? Um, and Denny Hamlin, like, multiple times just said that he felt really bad for Bubba because they failed him on pit road, that he's been such a great driver this year a top 10 car all season he, he, like. he brought he got a top 10 on sunday so i mean it wasn't right. like he was you know three laps down and his teammates out there winning it's it's right and i think that yeah. they think that he could have been inside the top five um yeah. had he not had the pit road problem so i, I feel also like that's think it's really cool sorry no i was just i feel like that's just been his mo all year like he's he's had pretty decent cars now granted there has been a, a few races he's just straight up struggled um but he's had pretty decent cars at some of these tracks it's just it's a pit road issue or he, you know, picks the wrong lane or it's something as simple as that, just overall bad luck. Um, which, you know, it's, it sucks because it's, it's somebody who's, who's going out there every week trying to prove that he belongs. So many people out there just feel like he doesn't belong. And I feel like that just amplifies the pressure ten, tenfold. And then when all this unlucky stuff happens, all those people are immediately like, Oh, it's, it's, it's him. It's, it's not a luck thing. It's a, it's a him thing. And it, that, that sucked all around. Um, so hopefully sooner or later that, that that'll turn around for him. Cause I mean, obviously Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan believe that there is something there and he has, he has proved it multiple times that he, he has the talent. It's just, if he can get the luck on his side, I, I think it, it'll, it'll do leaps and bounds for him. Yeah. I don't even think that it's just Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan that have the faith in Bubba Wallace. I think that the sponsorship people that are throwing mm-hmm. money at him hand and fist over, it's just ridiculous. I had heard someone talk over the weekend about how um, Bubba Wallace really needs to figure out how to drive because he's definitely got the money to do so. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? And, I, and they were basically trying to say that he wasn't a top 10 driver at the last like three seasons at all. Mm-hmm. And then he went there and I think that they had run the numbers and like with his sponsorship money and stuff like that, He's like seventh top paid driver in NASCAR for this year off of Columbia, um, DoorDash, McDonald's, and I forget who his other sponsor is. But, I mean, we already know McDonald's throws out insane cash <laughs> because of Kyle Larson. He yeah. is getting just insane cash through there. But um, the main point that I was trying to make about Denny Hamlin is that, I mean, he didn't, even win, he didn't even win the race. And after the race, he's at the press conference or whatever, you know, with his 2311 polo on talking about how excited he is he said that 
that win meant more to him than him winning a race. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I kind of understand because, like, he has, he has put so much effort into, into creating this team and, and doing all this other stuff with it. I mean, I think the only thing that would top that is if he could win a championship, which he never will. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can believe that. And, you know, I'm, I'm very happy for him and Michael Jordan to – yeah, now they have two of official wins. Um, but, like you said, like, One at, the end of the, at, yeah, at the end of the day, it always feels good. <laughs> to win a race at full distance. Like, yeah, you got the trip from Talladega. You got to take it home. And credit, Bubba Wallace was probably the best car on the track that day at Talladega. Watching him fly up through the field as soon as they said, okay, rain's coming, and they knew they were at halfway. The way he just drove through the field and got to the front, again, proves how much talent he does have. Um, but I, I've no matter what, like, you're always going to feel like, I mean, I feel like no, that win's always going to feel a little cheapened, even though it, it shouldn't, but it, it, I think it just always does. Uh, the oh, last yeah. thing I'll say about NASCAR is I think the true test for the, like I, I spoke so highly of the next gen, I think the true test for it is going to be Texas. And, you know, we're, we're coming up this weekend there with the all-star race. If that, if the race sucks, like I, I think Texas just overall needs to go that track. I, I've said it multiple times for IndyCar. Uh, I don't like them going there. It's, it, it was better this year with IndyCar. I think it's because it ran it before any NASCAR track or any NASCAR race. So there wasn't a PJ one. So they were able to explore into a second groove finally. Um, but yeah, if, if the NASCAR race there sucks, I just scrap Texas, get it off the schedule, you know, turn to a different shape track, do something. Uh, just, I, I'm tired of seeing those <laughs> races there that suck. Kyle Larson's going to run away with it. Probably. Win the all-star race, win a shit ton of money. But um, on to our, our fifth uh, topic of discussion before we get into our top six. Um, who do you guys think is going to place better in the PGA Championship this weekend? We have Tiger back for his second tournament after his gruesome injury. What was it? I think like 14 months ago they said where they thought he was going to lose his leg. It's going to be him or John Rahm. So Rahm's second in the power rankings. Tiger Woods 14th. I mean, realistically, I think that that's probably a pity 14th for Tiger Woods just because <laughs> probably. of his name. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in terms of like placing and stuff like that, I don't think that he's the 14th ranked golfer. But who do you think Nick is going to do better this weekend? Yeah. So actually, um, I had chosen us to talk about this because, like, first of all, I, Ron, I know Rom is ranked second in the tour, um, not just you know second overall in the power rankings for this week, but we oh, have- not, not on the tour in the world. In he's, the world, sorry. Yeah, he's not even the top ten on the tour right now. That, yes. And that's just based off of fact at this point, but like the world rankings, he's second. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we had talked about it previously. Like, yeah, he won. It was in Mexico, I believe, correct? Yes. That tournament that he won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He won that. Um, but if you look at his three previous uh, tournaments before that, I believe he shot, I think it was plus four at the Masters uh, and then plus two at each of the two before them. I don't remember. I got into it at the Masters, so I don't know what, remember what tournaments those were. Um, and he did have some other, you know, better tournaments towards the beginning of this year. Um, but his best showing so far, at least that I've seen, um, you know, was when no other big names were really there to compete with him. He had no pressure. He was just there, you know, having fun. Um, great. And not that he shot a bad round of golf. I think he shot like minus 17 um, for that tournament. But nonetheless, we haven't seen anything like that out of him previously this year. Uh, and Tiger, like, I believe we had touched on this previously uh, after the Masters. Um, Tiger looked good, especially the first day. 
uh, looked good the second day. And then as the weekend went on, you know, he's hasn't really played four rounds like that competitively. He started to look bad, but he's been practicing more. Um, so I threw this in just because I feel like, like you said, I, I think Tiger's 14th uh, in the power rankings is definitely pity. But I think putting Rom at number two, um, you know, even though he is technically ranked number two in the world, is pitiful. <laughs> um, he hasn't really done anything, at least to me, to prove, yeah, that's the second best golfer in the world. Um, so I, I personally think that come the end of the weekend, uh, I mean, they both might not make the cut, in my opinion. Now, I know this course is different, you know, than the Masters, but I think if they both do happen to make the cut, I think that Tiger at least has a decent chance uh, at, at placing better than, than Rom. What about you, George? What do you think Tiger. about John Rom? Tiger. Tiger. So I did just see that if, uh, if Tiger would win, there would be six major sports books that would face a record loss. <laughs> just based on the bets that are already in on Tiger yeah. to win. Um, just th- I mean, the reason why, go back to the Masters. Like 10,000 or something? Yeah. Uh, going back to the Masters, um, like you said, he looked, Tiger looked really good day one. Uh, day two, he looked good until the weather started to catch him out. And then, I mean, everybody struggled so hard on, on, on Friday at the Masters. Uh, Thursday was kind of like another thing. Again, the weather sucked. But again, you could see the fatigue was getting the Tiger a little bit. Um, and then Sunday was the same thing. Tiger was just, he was, he was tired. He was sore. Uh, you could tell he just kind of wanted to get it over with, uh, Rom though really was the same way. He struggled all weekend. And then Sunday, he kind of turned it on a little bit and I think he shot four under, but overall he, he was still, I think four, four, yeah, four over for the tournament. Um, and like you said, he just, he's looks really good at times, but I, I haven't seen him play four really great rounds of golf yet. The four great rounds that he's capable of, um, you know, he wins in Mexico and I had no faith in him even were doing that. He was only like a shot or two ahead going into Sunday. I honestly put dollars on the guys in second and third. I was like, Oh, screw it. Um, but I think tiger is, he said it himself. He, he feels much stronger, much more healthier and much more fit to do this. Um, so that's why I'm going to take Tiger this time. And I'm, I'm never, I am never going to bet against Tiger ever. I mean, he could be in a wheelchair and I would give you money that he's going to walk and, you know, go win the Masters again or something. Um, <laughs> I, I will never. When are you in DC? It'll be early in the morning. Thursday? Tomorrow. Oh, so you could bet tomorrow. Yeah. Well, there you go. Can you do it in DC? Well, Adolis is technically in Virginia, so I could do it there. Yeah. Right. You should be able to. Yeah, we're going to give it a shot. If, yeah, if not, pay the extra five bucks, buy the Wi-Fi once you get over top of, like, Florida and bet. Well, here's, the, here's the thing. <laughs> when you go from D.C. to the Dominican, you don't even go over Florida. You just go straight there. So I'm going, I'm going out over the Atlantic, so. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe it'll reach far enough. It's like, hey, you're not even in the U.S. You can just go ahead and bet, sure. There you go. Virgin <laughs> Islands. We don't yeah. know where you're at, so go ahead. Why not? <laughs> um, I, I think that I'm going to – Agree with George here. I think the Tiger's going to place higher. Again. Jesus, his elbow. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the Tiger's going to place higher. I think only because I think we're going to see the same thing we saw at the Masters. Tiger got to go out and play the course for a week before anyone else. So he's going to have uh, a no, good. Other people have been there. 
right, right, right. But he yeah. was out there like yeah. a month ago or something like that, right after the Masters. He got to yeah. play it with the uh, the director of golf or something like mm-hmm. that. It was his like, and I think caddy. he played again this week. I think I seen some. Yeah, he, yeah, he played last week and then he played a practice round. I think on Monday. Yeah, so I, I think that he's gonna show up very strong on Thursday into Friday, barring any weather complications. But um, I think that once Saturday comes, same as last time, I think he's going to make the cut. But I think once Saturday comes, the rest of the field is going to catch up. They're going to know how the greens are going to be. They're going to know everything because at that point, they're going to have like their four days of, of playing on it with their two, three days of practice plus their two rounds played from Thursday and Friday. So I think that I don't see him or Rom placing in the top 15, to be honest, but I think that Tiger places higher out of the two. Um, I do think that oh, who do you just off the top of your head, Nick, who do you think is your, your winner for this week? <laughs> that was a big just, sigh. It was like, I don't know, man. It, there's so many, you know, obviously uh, I'll go quick. Uh, yeah. Scheffler. Okay. I mean, okay. until, until twelve hundred, he was until, my first thought. Until but he proves like, to me that he can't, I'm gonna keep picking him. Like, granted, he didn't look the greatest this past weekend, but I mean, I, I touched on the last week. I think he was fuck Xander Shoffley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you keep yelling at him like he didn't play the round of his life on Sunday. It's not yeah, his, so he, he did his after I benched about. him. After I benched him, <laughs> that's your own fault. He was the worst on Thursday. Right, I had to bench a guy that wasn't even in the tournament. We got to get this over <laughs> with. I got to piss. Okay, so, okay. So who's your guy? Yeah. Uh, I'm going Justin Thomas. Hasn't won. Okay. Good. Uh, right. pick. I think that's a good while, pick. But he's, he's been picking up. So I'm going to go with uh, Hideki Matsuyama. Um, Just real quick uh, to touch on the weather. Thursday is supposed to be 92 degrees. Uh, Friday, 87, but they're calling for thunderstorms. So we could be heading towards some Monday golf. Uh, Saturday, 62 degrees and cloudy. And then Sunday, 72 degrees and sunny. Uh, all right, so all, right. all all over the place with the weather. So it'll be interesting to see. For sure. M- moving into our last topic here, top five, technically six this week, I think. Um, Nick, with the current playoff series that we have left here between the NHL and the NBA, we already went over our picks. What do you think about the competitiveness? What's your rankings there? Yeah, so uh, this one was tough because, you know, you've got the conference finals in the NBA and uh, the semifinals in hockey. Um, so there's going to be, a, a, obviously, a lot of people trying their ass off to continue on. Um, at number six, I'm going to go with Colorado versus St. Louis. Uh, again, I, I think this will be a fun one to watch, but I, I think there's going to be times where Colorado, Colorado separates themselves um, from St. Louis. Uh, number five, I got the Edmonton versus Calgary. And and this could this was one that I, I I honestly probably could have put anywhere five through one, four I got Warriors versus Dallas I did have that one at six originally but I swapped it for the Colorado one, um just because I, I think that Luca is going to hold up um you know his end and at least make it I don't know if the Warriors are going to blow out three to four games of this series um, I I think a couple of their wins might be close ones. Three, I got uh, the Rangers versus the Hurricanes. Two, I have Boston versus Miami, which I could have put number one. And number one, I have Florida versus Tampa Bay. Even though I said that game was going down in six, I think it's going – Florida always makes things interesting. What about you, George? All right. Uh, six, just like Nick, I have 
have St. Louis. Um, again, I think St. Louis makes it a little bit more of a series. Uh, I just think the Avs are a little too overpowered um, until they prove otherwise. I, I'm, uh, number five, I'm taking Golden State Dallas. Um, again, I think it's going to be a great series. Highly competitive. I just think Golden State is a little bit ahead. Um, number four, I have Edmonton Calgary. Uh, again, I have it going seven, uh, super competitive series. Um, I just think the way I had to do four through one is on how entertaining I think the series is going to be just because I think they're all going to be equally competitive. Um, so I went with entertainment factor. I think this is going to be a more defensive series. And for me, like, that's fine. But I think overall, um, for this, you know, people either trying to get into hockey or, you know, other hockey fans, they want to see, you know, high scoring games going back and forth. Uh, number three, I have Boston, Miami. Um, again, and it just, I'm a little bit more biased towards hockey. So that's why I put them at three. Uh, number two, I have the Rangers hurricane series. Um, and number one, I have Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, there's, I mean, it's, it's a rivalry uh, and it's, it, you know, an in-state affair. I think it just amps it up a little bit more. Um, Tampa Bay knocked Florida out of the playoffs last year, so they want revenge. Tampa Bay wants to keep going, keep defending their their back-to-back cups. Um, so that's why I have them at number one. I think that mine is – I mean, I don't know the most about the hockey stuff, so – I mean, I, I put the Avalanche as my least competitive just because I think I picked them in five games. Uh, the Golden State Warriors as my number five because I picked them in five games. Uh, I got the Oilers and the Rangers coming in at four and three just because they're the least that I know about. I picked the Rangers <laughs> just because they were opposite of Georgia's team originally. <laughs> <laughs> and the Oilers, I don't know anything other than uh, I, I think that Wayne Gretzky played for them at one point. Or is yes. that wrong? No, he did. Okay. He's... There you go, okay. Bob. Okay. You know that. Before he played for a California team, yeah. right? He played Correct. for Bear. Oh, my okay. God. Okay. You're I've been so watching TNT yeah. or so CBS, smart. whatever I think he on. got all that information from that one video talking about his um, what was written in his contract. Probably. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, hey, he's learning. That's, that's all that yeah, matters. Yeah. We'll, we'll get him there. Yeah. And my second and first, I have the Lightning just because I think that I'm the only one to pick them in the last – or, no, wait, George did pick them last time. Uh, But – I want the Lightning because that gives me a point against both of you. And the Heat, because I think that Jimmy Butler is going to get done, plus that would give me a point against both you guys in our battle between the series here. There you go. Any last thoughts, Nick? That's all I got. He doesn't give a shit. He has to go pee. I do. (laughs) For like the last half an hour. I don't even know why I haven't drank anything. Jesus. He's a catheter. A couple sips of water. He's a (laughs) catheter. I really do. I'm about, about to give me a racing suit. (laughs) all right george close it down all right well thank you guys for checking it out another wonderful installment of the jag wagon sports podcast uh we will try me back next week once i get back from my lovely trip um as always go check in his shit (laughs) that's i was like i look i turned my camera on earlier and i looked i was like i thought it looked red but i was like damn i'm I'm just that tan already i'm standing outside (laughs) of football um yeah uh please go check out the socials the Twitter, uh, TikTok, um, getting ready to start a new series on TikTok uh, with some NHL um, franchise mode. Uh, Nick Slade and I are trying to set up a time where we can do the playoff series uh, on there so we can simulate them for you guys, all that fun stuff. A bunch of fun stuff coming there. 
uh, like and subscribe to our YouTube. I think that's it. So we'll see you guys in the next video. Yep, see everybody. Yeah.